Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we will be discussing improving public speaking skills. I remember my first time public speaking. It was at my grandmother's funeral and I read the eulogy that I'd written. And my second time was at my stepfather's funeral. And I'm sure I'm not alone in the fact that my experience of public speaking prior to joining the fraternity consisted solely of funerals. It was out of a sense of duty that I did it, and even with the noblest of reasons for doing so, I still got a little nervous, and I think that nerves are the number one problem encountered when public speaking. I'm sure that this will ring true with some listeners, but who else hadn't stuttered in their entire life until they had to recite the words of their raising? Um, Who then got corrected for words they knew but just couldn't get out, thus compounding the problem? So how can you improve this when you seldom have an opportunity to speak in public? What can you do to aid in a smooth performance? Well, I think probably the first thing is uh, is obvious, and that is to rehearse. Nothing is worse than having to coldly read from a sheet of paper without little or no rehearsing. Uh, read the speech aloud a few times, and if it's not too long to comfortably memorise, memorise a summary of each paragraph so you can understand the flow uh, of what you're reading from a third-person perspective. That way you can get the gist of it, and if you need to, you can ad-lib. Secondly, I would consider tempo. Concentrating on maintaining a speaking speed is is vitally important. Listeners will no doubtably uh, be able to hear the contrast in delivery between myself and Brother Earnshaw. Brother Earnshaw is a consummate speaker and keeps (laughs) a regular rhythm and an engaging turn, whereas I fluctuate. This will improve with time, and likewise, don't be put off if you recognise this flaw in your own orations. For a master has failed more times than a novice has ever tried, so just keep plugging away. Uh, And lastly, I would say reviewing is important. I like to record my speeches so I can review my delivery and then use the file for ease of memorization. This way you can be satisfied with your style. And um, you could also uh, make a reading of a tracing board lecture or something in an LOI. I found this to be particularly useful as it kind of takes the anxiety away of the formality of um, of, of a lodged speech. If The more you do it, the, the better you get. <laughs> so, um, so Brother Earnshaw, I have not only the visitor's speech to write and deliver for the installation next Thursday, I have a speech to give uh, when I join the SRA on the 2nd of uh, Saturday of February. Could you share any tips? Uh, tips, tips. Well, uh, I'm probably lucky because I'm a lecturer at a university. <clears throat> so I speak before a large audience all the time. Um, one thing I believe is very important is to breathe so sometimes when people are talking they don't set set aside time to breathe and normally you breathe after a full stop but when people get excited (laughs) they forget to breathe and that does make a difference um but yeah um i don't have any special insights um, about the content, perhaps. Um, I often give uh, talks at banquets for lodges and Scottish Rite, etc. And um, one thing I found to be useful is to start with a joke um, <clears throat> because people sometimes are not always listening <clears throat> to you. And if you start with a joke, they want to hear the punchline. And that kind of breaks the tension in the room and uh, makes it easier. So long as the joke is appropriate to the time and place, and if possible, there's some sort of Masonic connection. Um, 
So, you know, I always use the same couple of jokes, <laughs> two, three jokes. Sure, I often, sure. Yeah, I often look up some jokes, but um, I find that is a good way to start um, a talk. But in, in Lodge, probably it's not appropriate. But at a banquet, um, it's it very, very useful to have a joke. Um, make sure you write down the punchline on the back of your hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because sometimes you get a bit nervous, people forget the punchlines. Sure, sure. I, I concur with the with the breathing as well. I when, when I read a monologue, I read far too quickly. I kind yes. of lose my flow as as my repeated error, mm. and I don't breathe. So slowing it down that's that's my issue is yes. slowing it down and engaging with the content. But yes, mm. it's uh, mm. one of those things you can you can slowly chip away at the more you do these things. Yes, and, um, exactly. Um, we in Amer in America, but also in Japan, uh, we have. Uh, uh, an organization called Toastmasters where people okay. learn to talk and it's a kind of club and they're given subjects to talk about and then they, they mark each other and give them points and then they have meals afterwards and they just enjoy them, uh, the fraternity, I suppose. Uh, women, of course, are invited. And um, so a lot of corporate people go to Toastmasters to learn how to speak. Oh, I'm going to have a look at that. That yeah. sounds quite interesting. I'm it's sure they'll, they'll do something on Zoom. Yeah, Toastmasters, right. I'm going to write that down. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> well, um, that short and sweet, that one just about brings this episode to a close. If you have any questions, please email on the link below. We're now part on the square and we will meet soon. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>